Hey guys, Nick Drosos, Dr. Andrew Steinberg, and welcome to another episode of Have the Balls to Talk About It. And this week, a, a, a big and a very important topic is uh, that we're going to be talking about with John from Ron Recovery is drug and alcohol addiction. It's a pleasure to be here, by the thanks, way, guys. Thank you very much. Us. Yeah, and thanks for coming to share your story. And uh, what is your story? Uh, obviously, we're talking about alcohol, drug addiction. <clears throat> And you've gone through some bad times and have merged, which we'll talk about. But but how did how did you get how did you get there? It all started uh, with fun on the weekends. Uh, but looking back right now, it it was a lot more than all fun and weekends because uh, it was with discomfort. It was with insecurities. It came a lot with insecurities. It came a lot with growing up. You know, on the outside. Uh, like as Nick here, we're, we're, we're Greek-based. Uh, our, well, our, I'll say my culture is a little bit different in a sense. Everything has to look good on the outside, but what happens inside the house always has to stay inside the house, right? So this was your escape? This was your... Yes. As I realize it today, yes. And it was, uh, it's funny, I'm going to mention this uh, just real quick. I, had a, a, I have a sister 17 years older and a brother 14. So when I was five, my sister got married and left the house. And then when I was seven, I saw my dad and my brother get into a fist fight. My brother left the house as well, and I didn't see my brother for about three, four years. So as I look back today, I grew up with a big uh, sense of abandonment in life. Mm -hmm. And I never realized that it was there. So everything from like eight, nine years old till the day I decided to get sober and understand what my problem was, I was living abandonment every day so I was possessive you know I uh, was a people pleaser I was afraid I was gonna lose everything I was gonna lose ev everyone and it tend to be like I would over give to people I would over give to girlfriends etc uh, I would over I would overdo everything in order not to lose people but I, how you know, old were you when you started well when you think you were an addict you know what off the get go I never drank like uh, like uh, you want to say normal people did. I never had a beer just to have a beer. I never went to the dome, right. for example, just to, like I would go to the dome with a hundred bucks and the fastest that I couldn't drink, I remember back then. How old were you, what do you think? 16, 17. I wanted that effect so I can feel superior to mm -hmm. other people. You know, looking back today, then I didn't know that uh, obviously I had a problem, but uh, I really base it on character. You know, uh, they say, and, and I really believe it, that the the problem of addiction is not, is not, the, is not the drugs and alcohol. 85% of the problem is in, in our brain. Mm -hmm. 85% 80, is us, mm -hmm. you know, our behaviors, the way we are, uh, well, the way I was, right? So uh, I don't want to offend anybody either, so I'm just going like, to speak about stuff that I know Your and that, yeah, that have helped me overcome everything that I have to overcome in so my life. So al alcohol spilled into drugs as yes. well? What, yes. What kind of drugs? Uh, I started uh, playing with everything, meaning uh, I tried weed, I tried uh, ecstasy, speed, uh, I've done mushrooms a couple of times, but I stuck with uh, alcohol and cocaine. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty rough combination. Yeah. So, you, so just to kind of go back, you started going out with friends, you started drinking. Yeah. Years later, you got involved in drugs. At yeah. what point were, did you realize I have, like I'm, I'm, you're like heavily into alcohol, cocaine, where it starts affecting. Did you know while yeah. you were through it? Did you know it was a problem, or did you have an aha moment where you said, "Shit, this is this is a problem." 
listen, uh, I got I got sober November first, two thousand sixteen. I knew I had a problem five years before that. Wow. Now the 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 thing there is to accept that I have a problem, to accept that I'm not capable of stopping, to accept just to accept it. So, so you were before this point, you were an addict for twenty years. Twenty years. Yeah. Wow. How did it affect your life? Your life with your family, girlfriends, work. Uh, work uh, yeah, you know what? I always had a good work, work ethic. I never uh, lost jobs to to addiction. One, two. Uh, I jumped into criminal activity, obviously to support my habit more than anything else. Uh, Can you say what kind of criminal activity or no? Uh, you know what? I prefer not to okay. personally. Uh, so that that you did that. To support the habit. To support the habit and to, to live a flashy lifestyle because everything that was outside was more important to me. Yeah. Because if it looked like I had my condo, a nice car, dress well, etc., I don't have a problem. Look at what I have, look That's at the true. objects. So you were doing everything to build the outside with a completely empty inside? Yes. Missing from when your father left, uh, you know, from. I mean, it's, it almost sounds like a textbook classic. Yeah story, you know, and I'm sure. I and and I have a question. So you're doing the, the, the criminal activity. At one point, did you stop that? Is it when you stopped being an addict? Was there, uh, where's that transition? Phase? Okay. Uh, this is where it all started. The acceptance parts, the acceptance part of things. Okay. Uh, I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take it. I was destroying everybody around me. I was destroying, in other words, I'll give you guys an example. You know a tornado, when it goes through a village, what it does to the village? I was that tornado. Okay, everything I touched, but without my knowledge. Like, I was never a bad person. You know, I was, today I, I was always a cool kid. I never, I never bothered anybody. I never hurt anybody. I never, you know, we, you know, Nick can tell you from back in high school and stuff, right? But it was just that discomfort with myself, always thinking that I'm not good enough. And I'm never going to forget the day that changed my life was one night at 5, about 5, 5.30 a.m. in the morning, I walked into my mom's house. I fell on my knees in front of my mother and I told my mother, please call the cops. Tell the cops I beat you. I need to go to prison to relax. I'm asking wow. for help now. This is my way of asking for help. You know, enough's enough. Yeah. You know? uh, and what I did was I went to a treatment center. Did anyone try to reach out to you before that? Friends, family. Uh, yeah, you're you aware problem, that you have you gotta, a problem. Yeah. Yes, and you but, just blew them off. Yeah, completely. You're the one with the problem. You know, I'm perfect. Uh, and then, from my mom's uh, the story with my mom that I, I just shared with you guys. From there, I decided on my own to go to a treatment center, and I really thank uh, my cousin for that too because he did all the legwork, meaning he found a couple of treatment centers we went to see. And uh, I was, they told me November 1st, we have a spot, November 1st, I'm going in. I went to a treatment center called Andy's House. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. Heard of it. Yeah. It's, uh, and it changed my life. But I was ready. I was willing. Yeah. You know? what, what's, uh, what's the process, I don't, you know, of a treatment center? You're, you're living there, you're yeah, cold I was turkey. They, they... Three months inpatient, cold turkey. I remember I went drunk and high, obviously. Uh, you are, yeah, yeah. So it's like in. it's like in the movies we see that, yeah. right? The guys like the last time yeah. and it like loaded up. Yeah, and I was drinking in. in front of the place. 
I was trying. <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing. <laughs> it's like, I'm laughing too. I, I, it's I, I, not. I, we can look at it now and yeah. we can laugh at it, but I'm sure yeah. at the time you were like, I yeah. mean, we've, my seen cousin that in, was, we've seen that in movies, right? My cousin was driving me, and uh, the funny thing is, is that I'm drinking in his car. He's telling me, what are you doing? I'm doing wines in his car. He's telling me, well, it's the last time I'm ever going to use again. What do you mean? I think I'm not going to do this now. You know? So I walked in there, and I remember my like you, you can walk in and out on your own free will. You're not... No. No? no, I wasn't. Uh, I had an idea that I would be locked up, but meaning my free will, if I didn't like the place, I could leave. You could leave. Yeah, yeah. it's an open, like, you know, the, the, I'm not. So, it, it, so there, is, there is a certain amount of commitment that you have to take and you have to want it because you yes. could walk out at any point. Yes. And I'm sure 50% walk out? 20? Would you I know? saw two while I was there. Out of how many? Out of, we were 16. But also, it's sad to say the the success rate. You know, originally I'm the only one that co completely stayed sober. No, what? out of the sixteen. Out, wow. out of the sixteen, after three wow. months, and then two came back. Wow. So there's of my what, original. What group. kind of uh, there's therapist there? There's there. What, what there happens? There was an addiction counselor, a psychologist, and a social worker. And and you're just going from one to one on a day basis. What do you mean? Uh, Honestly speaking, who helped me the most was my addiction counselor. Why? Because he had the experience behind it. He came and caught that abandonment feeling yeah. so fast that, uh, and I understand today because I really... You mean he saw it in you? Yes. He saw it right, right... Yes, he saw it right through me. Right. Which it was uh, the psychologist, not that the psychologist didn't help to put things in order or the social worker didn't help with my family, mm -hmm. but I mean, uh, the counselor saw right through my bullshit. Like right through my bullshit, completely. What was it like that first three, four, five days where you just stopped? It was the hardest thing I ever had to do in my life. Like, I mean, We've seen it in movies, yeah. like where they lock them in rooms. It's not like that, right? Well, you were pairs in rooms. I refused uh, the medication because obviously you go for a physical. I refused the medication because uh, the alcohol withdrawal, cut withdrawal without uh, Valium and folic acid and a couple of other things, you can go to uh, delirium tremens. Yes, and you can go. Yeah, like so. Yeah, that's yeah. that's actually true, right? Yes. yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's very true. <coughs> Did you experience that? I didn't experience it because I wasn't in. A, I was a binger. I would, uh, let's say, start doing uh, cocaine and alcohol on a Sunday, stop on a Tuesday, Wednesday. But then I was able to get three, four, five days under my belt till I recuperate my system. And then I would start all over again, right? right. So I refused uh, the volume, like you said. Yeah. You know, uh, and I remember the doctor telling me, you know, there might be complications. Mm -hmm. I'm here. If I'm here, I'm not dying. Yeah. If I made it this far, I'm, I ain't dying. But you know what? It was the best thing I ever did for myself. Because that pain that I felt that first week, I've never felt before. That vomiting that I did in the toilets, no that trembling that I did at night. And it's funny, uh, I had an icon of uh, St. John the Baptist, and uh, I was holding on to that icon. And the first thing I did coming out of treatment is I tattooed it here, always to remember, you know, that first week. Once I got through that first week, uh, I had no resistance to change anymore because my way didn't work. Right. That's amazing that you were able to do that, but you said six, you know, 16 or 17 of the other people. Uh... Well, why, why is that? Now, now, you're, now you're, you're coaching people, you're helping yeah. people, yeah. you have raw recovery, which is... Yeah, yeah so how, how did you get from 
ex-addict, you know, you walk out of there three months late, whatever it was, to now you're doing uh, counseling, support, uh, what? How, what, what happened is, you know what? I felt good for one. You know, I started to take out all the shit. I started to uh, listen for a change. I started to take advice for a change. I, I knew that my way wasn't the only way. And instead of pointing fingers at people, I pointed the finger at myself, right? Life doesn't have to change for me. I have to change for life, right? And uh, I started doing a lot of volunteer work with young guys. And uh, actually, to be very uh, uh, off the 117 at Badshaw, Revo Saint de Jeunesse, okay? I would go there once a month every Wednesday night, mm -hmm. and I would shoot the shit with all the young guys. Mm -hmm. And it's. It gave me this feeling like, uh, you know, when they remember you by the first name, when they're happy to see you, when they're bringing you notes, when they're making you Christmas cards. Mm -hmm. uh, and the only thing you're doing is you're sharing your experience, hoping that they don't make the same mistakes like because, you did. Because when they're talking to a therapist, you know, it's them versus you versus them, but here they are talking to one of them, Yeah. yeah. you know? I'm not a guy who, you know, spent 15 years in school, whatever. I, I've been here, I've been there, whatever. And they see, I can imagine that could be really inspiring to someone going through it, you know? I, th I think it is. I hope it is. It worked for me. Meaning, like, a, my, my counselor, it wasn't the schooling that needed to be done in order for him to be a counselor. It was really, he knew how to come and, let's say, dissect me, in other words. Yeah. Where to come and pick, pick on words and stuff that I would say. Mm -hmm. So uh, I believe that true help is in there. Yeah. And also true help is in, you know what, you change, you change. You know, change, everything that's good for us is harder, right? Yeah. You know, uh, I remember uh, just like simple tricks, him telling me before I left the treatment center, think of what you want to do and what you need to do and always do what you need to do. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know, what you want to do, he would tell me, is your ego. Mm. What you need to do is good for yourself. Okay. You know, uh, and then I asked questions, meaning I asked questions is that I listened. I did whatever I was supposed to do. Uh, I am part of the, the fellowships of Alcoholics Anonymous and Cocaine Anonymous. Mm -hmm. I have a sponsor. I have a life coach apart from a sponsor. Uh, I surround myself people that are inspiring, like Nick inspired me to start Ron Recovery through what he does. Yeah. So tell us about Ron Recovery. It's uh, when we fell in the first pandemic, it was something that would come up in my meditations a lot. Mm -hmm. What can I do to help people? Mm -hmm. You know, what can I vision? Like I had a vision around it and I never really knew how to come across it or how to make it happen. Right. Because I've been I work on Marvin's rest on Marvin's for 15 years. Mm -hmm. So uh, I would feel that block, like I wanted to change something in my life to, to pursue a purpose, and then that blockage always in the way, right? Right. So uh, through the pandemic, I didn't have a choice. So I took the emotional beating the first two, three weeks of the pandemic, meaning that I just stayed there watching TV and eating chocolate bars and stuff like that. And then, you know, I, I got on Instagram one, I got on, well, I was on Facebook, but I took Facebook more seriously, and I, I started looking at next videos. And you know, I would, you would go, you would go, and then... Not our videos? <laughs> he, introduced, <laughs> he, intro, he introduced me to uh, have the boss to talk about it as well. Yeah. Yes, your videos as well. But what he was doing for himself, you know? And he looked happy. Mm. 
you know that smile you know when you look at somebody's eyes in the eyes and he would come as a customer and yeah. eat steak all the time the steak, <laughs> <Sorry. okay? laughs> and uh, I remember I would bring up a beer and he would ask me sometimes bringing me the beer doesn't doesn't bother yeah, me. it was it, I, it, I kind of felt silly asking that question because when he told me he was an addict, an addict and I'm like is it hard for you working in a place that serves alcohol like is it a constant no it's not not anymore I go to I go to vacations I go to all-inclusives I just I choose not to drink yeah. that's what it is today you know it's a choice does, yeah. does it ever is it ever is there ever fear that you could fall back into it do you, you know what is there fear if I stop doing whatever I do on an everyday basis yes if I don't stop no like so many things in life you know we were talking about this you just need to work at it uh, you know success is not is not a, a gift Success is a is a goal. It's an, it's an achievement, yeah. and it's got to be every day. Every day you're gonna fight, you know, those demons, and, every, and and we need to all with whatever we do, success at work or, or whatever it may be. Uh, you know, it, it it needs to be worked on day by day. Yeah, it's consistency, like and consistency. Else. Yeah. And I always say consistency. And you may and there's I'm sure step two steps forward, one step back, and and all that stuff. But you gotta keep your eye forward all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah uh, for me, I always have to be seeking. Yeah. So now you found it, it's you you found your purpose in life. Yes. Through what you've been through, and yes. now you're basically coaching and helping. Yeah. So what, what is exactly what you're doing, and how does it work? What I do is uh, I do uh, I offer a program of intervention. Mm -hmm. One, I offer a program of a a, a very strict outpa outpatient treatment meaning uh, I meet twice a week mm -hmm. with four calls in between mm -hmm. it's a it's I do a three-month program six-month program a year program but you know what I'll be very honest you don't need more than three months if you're serious about it mm -hmm. you know what I do is uh, I work really on the character of the person and the change like the actions mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter how you feel just do the actions mm -hmm. it's not important the feeling did you get uh, training before you went into this uh, did I get training yes Yes, what I had to do in order to get there was uh, I had to go back to school. I went, I finished my high school diploma. Mm -hmm. uh, I had to go to wow. university wow. because I want to work in the field. So they do recommend uh, uh, pay like not, not anybody can do this or whatever. And you know what? I'm not, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with school. Okay. I'm not saying that there's anything, but you know, about what they teach us, I don't know, it doesn't make uh, like, I understand the practice of uh, harms reduction, but harms reduction is not for people like me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, like I understand the concept of the course itself, right? But it's not for me. So, f like I mean, like me, you give me a beer today or Sunday, mm -hmm. I'll see you on Wednesday. You mm -hmm. know, and I wonder where I'm going to be on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. You know, but uh, there's some stuff that yes are useful in a way to help me be a better to. to more tools, let's say, for example, right? But a lot of it comes from personal experience. I just go with it, right? I go, I go with the person, I'll spend time with the person, I'll go for coffee with a person, I'll go for supper with a person if I have to, you know? Whatever it takes, one person at a time. Yeah. I guess it's a case-by-case case, you know, yeah. uh, way of doing it. And yeah. I agree, I, I always want to be taught or trained by somebody who's lived it because there's a truth to it versus someone like, who just read about it, studied about it, uh, they'll never understand the depth of what you've been through. You could probably relate better 
yes. because of your experience, and they probably feel more comfortable. Is that fair to say that? Yes, because I, you know, to hear me too, because as an addict, you always feel that you're alone. Yeah. That nobody understands you, and, but you don't get it. Oh, I get it. I get it, buddy, and you need to do this or you're going to die. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very simple. Like, I still have, I keep, I did a whole physical, it's funny to say. Uh, I'm going to get to that uh, soon, but there's one thing that I still have a hole in my nose. Mm-hmm. And I haven't gotten that fixed, not, never to forget where I come from. It's from funny to cocaine. say. Yeah, how we keep certain stuff. How, how did you get, like, like I have a hole. complete hole. I can put a hole uh, Why? Burns, because, uh, of the, because of the cocaine. Yeah, yeah. it burns the... Uh, how much cocaine? The septum. How much a lot. <laughs> what, what's a lot? Like, a lot. I'm, I'm, a lot. I would go through, uh, like, two, three grams a day. What's the, what's, two, the, what's the cost of something like that? Uh, about 80, 80 bucks a gram. 80 to 100. Uh, I would go about maybe 240 bucks a day, plus the alcohol, plus... Uh, wow. Escorts plus, uh, like I needed a thousand dollars every Monday. Wow, and I'm not saying this to, to act, uh, yeah, no, no, it's, as if it's my story, and that's what I needed for me. See, it's, it's interesting because I worked in clubs and I did do my fair drinking, but I know I have addictive behavior, and because of that, I knew my personality. And I never touched drugs. I remember they used to give me the baggie sometimes, like as a doorman, hey, you know, I have to take this. And I never took it. And I always said to myself, I knew if I took a line, like I would probably be eating that stuff because I know that my personality trait is that. So I always stayed away from it. And it, it always kind of scared me. And I saw a lot of young kids I know in the clubs that just, you know, it, it, it ruins people's lives like so fast, the addiction. and. Is gambling included in that? Yes. Okay, it is included. Yes. So it, it's it's the behavior more than anything else. Yes. It's the addictive behavior. Yes, it's the addictive right, it's behavior. It's the search of something to replace something else. Yes. Whether something a, that you don't, that's not func- functioning inside. Something that is, like me, the escorts, I'll go back to the escorts. It wasn't to have sex with them. I wanted company. I would talk to them. Just, wow. You know, I would offer them uh, whatever drugs, alcohol, if they if they didn't, I would just want to talk to them, and then I would pay them. They would leave. I would call another one. So because I couldn't sit with should, myself. Should have called me and paid me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I give me a beer. We'll talk. Give me a hundred bucks. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't sit with myself. Yeah, it's you know? amazing. And uh, I couldn't. I couldn't sit with myself. But your insight into it is really what's what's a fa- what's yeah. fascinating to me, and which. I could see how can how that can be life changing for other people that you're helping, you know, just just to hear you say that and someone says, well, yeah, you know, uh, what what got me here? What what uh, what am I missing? What am I, you know? Yeah, yeah, and you know what's funny that you said that uh, working in clubs and stuff yeah. is that I've partied with guys that did as much cocaine and alcohol as me, right? And at a certain point in their life, they just stopped, got married, picket fans, etc. And then you had another group of people that just continued the way I did. Uh, I came out of treatment center and a very dear friend of mine passed from an overdose. Then another one passed from an overdose. And, uh, you know, it's tough. It's, you know, looking back at that and, uh, you know, I don't want to, like, I have a reason to live today. Wow. You know, today I'm, I'm free. I can make my own choices. Looking back, all my choices revolved around a drink and a drug. Everything I did was, you know, to end up partying. 
Even from the morning that I woke up, I wasn't aware that I was doing this, you know? Yeah. But then what, what's cool about all this is that when you're a seeker, and I was telling Nick too, it's funny, I was reading a book once, and uh, because yeah, I did get uh, sober, uh, I did do uh, all the meetings that I had to do and all that, but then, you know, it's, it's, I have to change my mind, I have to change my body, I have to change a lot of things around it, right? And uh, I was reading a book, a Buddhist book, to be honest, and it says inside, what you feed your body feeds your mind. Mm -hmm. And that sentence changed all my food habits. And then from there, I, st I started taking the gym more seriously. And then from taking the gym more seriously, I'm not diabetic anymore. So I mean, everything comes with, you know, as, as long as you seek, mm. I believe, everything comes with, with that, like everything just combines. So it's a, you went from a path of destruction to a path of saving others. I mean, it's, a, it's amazing. Yeah. I, I have a question, like, I, I, my son now is 12. Okay. And, you know, I have this fear, like I see kids trying. How do you, is there anything that you, how do you, how do I tell them, you know, don't take, or if you try, like, I mean, I have that fear because I've seen it happen around me. Is there anything that... Well, you know, you, you, I'm sure you have them in sports. Yeah. At a young age. Uh, talk to them openly, I guess. Because sometimes, you know, f from the best families, from, you know, if, if, if he's going to do it, he's going to do it. You know what I mean? Uh, Support. Okay. Yeah. Proper support. Uh, I guess just being there because you know you just hear, being there. You hear the kid, you know, you know the kids uh, younger and younger. They're trying stuff, and there's all this pressure with social media and and like you said, you people care more about how they look than how they're living. Yeah, yeah. Like us, for example. I don't know if if uh, when I say us, I say it because you're Greek, so I'm sure that there's a lot of same culture background. I couldn't go talk to my dad and my mom openly. Yeah, yeah, you, can. you know, so. Like if I had a kid today, I would try to be his best friend yeah. more than his dad, yeah. which he can come and talk to me, right? Yeah. And we can deal things in a proper manner. You know, that's the way I would win with that personally. Yeah, yeah I think, it, I mean, you're saying you're Greek, I think it happens in all cultures. Yeah. And you gotta be lucky. I mean, I had a great open relationship with my parents. I consider myself, myself lucky, but uh, you know, they're still, was some addictive behavior and one of my siblings and um you know you have to you have to have the right environment but you have to be lucky also yeah, good yeah. yeah it's very also. very very true and also uh if my if my mom would have went not that i blame my mom i love my mom till death right but if my mom would have closed that door on me years before maybe i would have gotten help a lot years like my mom was right. enabling me without knowing that she was enabling me you know uh, but I mean, I love my mom. I would do anything for my mom today. You know, I, I call my mom twice a day just to call my mom. And it's very, very important to me. Now you just made me look quite bad. Mom, <laughs> I'm going to call you when we're done. <laughs> I owe her that at least. The least I can do for my, for, for my, my parents, my brother, my sister, my cousin, my friends, my family. And also another, uh, another big point about addiction is you know, surround yourself with people that are, that are uh, like now, everybody that I surround myself, uh, not doesn't drink, you know? Yeah, 
the majority don't or don't do drugs, but even if they do, Smart, like, it's yeah, yeah response exactly. Yeah. You know, like let's say for example, if we go out for supper and you guys you have, have beer, beer, I don't, yeah. you know, I don't. It doesn't bother me, but I surround myself with people with goals, with motivation, with uh, you know, motivating people, people that are help me grow, people that are not going to criticize me because a lot of run recovery was I was fear of I was scared to be criticized. Right. Like look at this guy, you know, from a junkie now he's trying to do this and he's. Right, right. Putting his face all over the place and all yeah. this and all that. Yeah, because there's a million people who are out there to put you down yeah. to make themselves feel better. Yeah. Everywhere, everywhere. But, you know, through time you realize that they're going to criticize anyways. Yeah. I, have so an, I have an expression that uh, what other people think of you is none of your business. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and, and because, you know, everyone wants to get up. What's the easiest way to get up? By pushing everybody down. Yeah. Good point. It's toxic behavior. But... This is uh, real life proof that yeah. superheroes don't always wear capes. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think it's uh, amazing. Thank you for sharing yeah. your story. Thank John, you. where, where Thank can you. people find you if they want to find you? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Ryan Recovery. Okay, we'll put yeah. the links in the comment box. Ryan and, uh, Recovery. Ryan Recovery. Uh, my phone number is there. My, uh, sorry, my, uh, my website is there. You could always call Nick. You could always call uh, Doctor Stiper. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or come see you at uh, Marvin's. Yeah. Yeah. You can come see me or at Marvin's. Steak. I'm steak, there. Not beer. Steak. I'm there uh, Saturday, Sunday, and uh, actually I work uh, as an addiction counselor up in Saint Adele from Monday to Thursday for the time being. Wow, that's amazing. And I have uh, run recovery till I get run recovery where I want it to be. You know. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Well, John, as soon as COVID is over, we're going to Marvin's. Yes, I still go pick them up. <laughs> so, guys, I want to thank you for watching this episode. John, you had the balls to talk about it. You got to hit the balls. You got to hit the balls. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, make sure to subscribe to hit the bell, and we'll see you guys next week.